Are you ready for the word today? If so, you are going to enjoy today's message. Our words have power over the different areas of our lives. I hope you enjoy this message. Be blessed. Wow. Th thank you. That is a, uh, that's an announcement. I'm like, I don't, I don't, man. All right. Okay. Good morning. How's everyone doing? You know, I got to say happy first Sunday of spring. Believe it or not, it found us. My allergies reminded me already. My wife's eyes are closing up. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's here. But I'm excited because um, my mom may not agree, but next week I'm supposed to think be almost 80. So I'm stoked out. I can't wait. What? Yeah, I'm excited. I need some heat in my life. So I'm a cold body. All right. So bear with me as I get myself situated. And um, gotta love pass coach and all this good stuff. Boom, boom, boom. There we go. So last week, Jack talked about self-talk, self-reflection, how to keep ourselves motivated, keep ourselves encouraged. And I'm honored today to continue the Lagos series that we're in and talk about how we influence, how we encourage, how we love others, how we love God's children. So I'm super stoked out just to share with God as placed in my heart. You know, pastor provided a scripture and God has done some interesting things as he does with Aaron. Share this, Aaron, talk about that. Aaron, I want to test you here. So I truly hope the message that was poured into me, I believe it was designed to be gifted out to you all and those online as well. Amen. All right. So that being said, we'll focus on our uh, central passage before we uh, dive into prayer and get things kicked off. So the, the passage that we've been using all throughout the series is our Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. The tongue can bring death or life to those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Kind of reminds me of what my mom used to say, speak, think before you speak, think before you speak, think before you some of us been there before, I'm just saying, didn't think and we spoke and we're like, oh, wait a minute, probably shouldn't have said that. So that being said, uh, let's bow and take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this message. We thank you for this series that you placed on Pastor Jack's heart, Heavenly Father. We ask this morning that you utilize me as a vessel, that I'm removed, Heavenly Father, that any distraction, distraction the church has, the folks that online might have, that you remove those, Heavenly Father, that you open our minds, that you open our hearts, that you set us up to receive your Holy Spirit, to receive your words of influence, to receive your words of motivation, Heavenly Father, that with whatever we brought into the church that's not of you, be removed in your name, Heavenly Father, that you fill that void, that you fill that emptiness, Heavenly Father. I pray that everyone listening this morning online or in this church, that you give them a special, specific word for them specifically, Heavenly Father. I'm just here to, to give what you said give. Your Holy Spirit does what it will do, Heavenly Father, and I trust you as we all trust you, Heavenly Father, and we all receive it in your name. Amen. Amen. So you guys excited to dive in? Are we all excited to dive in? Yeah. All right. Okay, there we go. So we talked about the central passage. And what we've learned from the central passage is there are power in words. And on top of that, it is up to us with how we use them. So one, there's power. Two, we got to make a decision. Am I going to uplift my brother and sister or I am going to destroy and cause destruction to my brother and sister based on the words that we choose to use? So in other words, 
You can build a village or you can destroy a village. Simple as that. And we probably have seen it happen before where I think about maybe some family gatherings and we all have that one family member. You're like, oh my gosh. And we've seen them walk in and we start and say hi. And then they just bow, bow. And you're like, oh, party's over. Just forget it. Just never mind. Uh, probably shouldn't have invited you. You came anyways, but we know. And to be honest, we, we've probably been there before ourselves and said some things. I'm like, I probably shouldn't have said what I said. I'm just going to speak my mind. We know what happens when we speak our mind, but we speak our mind. <laughs> All right. So the scripture that pastor is gifted with me to, to, to focus this sermon on is Ephesians chapter four, verse 29. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. It's a little bit of self-reflection there. So if I'm in a situation and depending on what's going on, before I, I you know, think before I speak, if what I'm going to say is against what the scripture says, we're probably not going to say the right thing. So the setting for that scripture, we got our buddy Paul. Paul's in prison before the days of technology, before the days of Facebook rants, before the days of Instagram posts. And he's saying, you know, I got, I got to give some instructions to, to the church on how we are supposed to conduct ourselves, how we're supposed to communicate to each other, how we're supposed to, to not judge, how we're supposed to love people. Is Let me give my brothers and sisters just a, a little bit of what you need to do, what your conversation should sound like. Because again, it all ties back. And what I love about our father is he teaches, he speaks, he encourages, he gives us the lay of the land. And at the end of the day, he goes, it's up to you. Do you want to give positive words of encouragement or do you want to give negative words that can, which we've seen, it can, it can destroy the family gathering. Now everyone going back to like, I don't even want to see my cousins, my aunties, my nieces, my cousins. I'm good based on the negative conversation that took place. So for the next five, 25 minutes, roughly, we're going to talk about as believers, we have to understand the effects our words have on people. And I'm going to say that again. As believers in Christ, we have to understand the effects that the words that we choose to use and deposit have an effect on people. And when I say effect, it can impact their day. It can have a negative impact on their month. It can have a negative impact on their year. We have been there before. Just think about in your own journey, that person that said, you can't be nothing and how that felt. Or that person that gave you the words that really aren't flavory. How did that feel? Uh, I can be honest with you. It's a little transparency for me. Through my journey and my transition, yes, I have been said things that have impacted my week, impacted my month, especially with what Pastor Jack talked about with hate and division, being my skin color, I can't hide it. My wife's mom, Asian, there are some things that we have experienced, we'll just say that has tested the words that have came out of my mouth. But again, it's my decision based on the conversation, the words I choose to give. So the first point, I want us to, to stand on is words have power. Words have power. And when we think of that, the question I had to ask myself, Aaron, power? What kind of power? What do you mean words have power? Because we got to realize there's people out there who, who, who don't believe. And if I was to say that, they're going to ask, power? Like voodoo, magic? Is it going to do something, power? No, that's not what I'm saying. 
I'm saying words have power. And what I love about our, our fathers, we can dive into a scripture that'll give us a clear example of what we mean. And I mean when I say words have power. So Genesis chapter one, verses one through 26, I'm gonna save you guys some time. I'm not gonna read the whole thing because we'll spend about 10 minutes diving into it, but it's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. So the few bullets that we see in terms of words, let there be light. Let there be space between the waters. Let there be waters beneath the sky. Let the land sprout with vegetation. Let lights appear in the sky to separate day and night. And why I want to share that is our father created the world in six days, everything in existence by words. Literally, words. He didn't need Alexa. He didn't need Siri. He didn't need a Google box. He just... Let there, boom, happen. Let there, boom, happen. Let there, boom, happen because my words have power. Let there, boom, happens. And what's interesting about that, I'm thinking like, you know what? If I had an opportunity to sit and say, Jesus, you, you mean you literally created everything but man because man was brought from clay, form touched? You created everything but man by words? Yes, in six days. That's how powerful words are. Again, going back to we have a decision to make because... When I think about what the Bible tells us is that one, we were called in his image. Two, he left us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit works through us. So that means the Holy Spirit can speak through us. The world was created, everything in existence, six days, words, power. Holy Spirit speaks through me, words, power. Think about it for a moment, how big is what the, how big, how big? If you speak it, how big? If you speak it, how big? If you speak it, if we can all agree the Holy Spirit works through us, and if God says, Brother Leo, I got a word for you to give to my brother Gerson. Think about the impact when the Holy Spirit's ordaining those conversations, speaking through. Think of those job interviews. Think of those job interviews. Think of that I got to go have a conversation that I just don't know how it's going to go because we haven't spoke for 25 years. And the last time we spoke, we had a fist fight, all that altercation. God, I need you to speak through me. Power. Think about that family member that you haven't spoke to in about 30 years because you're mad at what happened when you guys were making potato salad on the 4th of July a long time ago. God, I need you to speak through me. God, I need your word to provide power. God, I need you to speak through me. Think about some of those parents who have kids that are living a life that I used to live. I don't want to talk to my son. I don't want to talk to my daughter. They're out there just doing, I don't got time for them. I don't got time for them. I don't got time for them. God, give me a word. Words have power. Even for my, my kids, my, my, my youth. I don't want to talk to my dad because my dad's out. I just, I don't want to talk to my dad. I can't. I Trust God, words have power. I'm telling you, church, the Holy Spirit, when you allow for that him to speak through, I can't even explain what the outcome might be. I can't, but I can tell you it's bigger and greater and bigger than anything that we can imagine to drop with any creativity that we have because words have power. I'm just sitting, I'm just words have power. I'm excited. It's just, it's some, I am excited. So knowing that our words create good or evil, 
A question I want to ask, and this is not something you have to just answer unless you want to scream it out or if you're online, you want to type it in, but feel free to answer it to yourself as well. Are you willing to give up your priorities, stop what you're doing to give other people a positive word? Being maybe you're late to work. Maybe you had a rough morning. I'm just saying, I've had some rough mornings. I still do. I'm human. Sometimes I wake up. I'm like, what in the world's going on today? And the question I want to ask is, would you stop what you're doing? Even if you got to be at work in 10 minutes and God's nudging you on the shoulder, like go talk to my brother, go talk to my sister. Maybe they're doing something you don't agree with at the time. Maybe they're, the way they're living their life is something you don't align to. Maybe their faith in what they believe in is the opposite of what we believe in. Are you going to stop what you're doing and allow the Holy Spirit to work, minister through you and be used as a vessel to give those positive words and not judge based on what you see. Little self-reflection. And I share that to share another story. And what I love about preaching is God just gives you, just gives you, here, here, here's, here. And uh, so much, in fact, when I was prepping this message and I was excited, I talked to Pastor Jack about it. I was stoked out. And then Friday night, I had a different experience. And God said, Hey, what you wrote the first time was a test to see if you were obedient. This is what you're going to talk about. I'm like, oh, God, got it. Thanks, God. Appreciate it. But that's what I, I love how he works. So Friday night, it was about 8.30. And um, my conversation started off very typical with my wife. I was like, babe, I'm a little hungry. And then a lot of you guys know I have a handful of dogs. We'll just say I have a plethora of dogs. I love my pets. We're, we're just a dog family. And um, I have one dog that loves the fireplace. That's her thing. That's what she does. She'll stare at the fireplace. It can be 100 degrees outside. She wants the fireplace. So as I'm talking about food, my wife gives me the look and says, baby, you should probably go get her some, some firewood, some go to Home Depot since you're going to be out. That'll just make her day. What do you think I did? Oh, you know me well. I'm a married man. Yes, babe, we're going to go. I'm going to go get my dog some, some firewood. So I go to Home Depot, actually riding around the corner because I stay in the neighborhood, and um, I grab it, I get out, and a rule that my wife and I have when I drive late night, I hate to say it with how crazy the world is, I drive with my phone on speakerphone, so in case something happens, my wife can hear, that's just what we do, that's just our protection, that's our agreement, that's how we live our life, we feel we're smart, God has given it, we do it that way. And... She's, I'm on the phone with her. I said, babe, I don't think I'm going to go to Wendy's. The line is long. I don't got patience. I'm hungry. Someone's been to Wendy's before over here. Got it. That line, I'm telling you, they need some Chick-fil-A help or something to kind of fix the line. Chick-fil-A can figure it out. I'm telling you, somebody in and out, somebody can figure it out. <laughs> so I drive a power in. I see McDonald's. And for some reason, McDonald's just doesn't sound like it. And the line's empty. There's nobody at McDonald's because the one over here messed just... I'll be pot. Jeez, I'm sorry. We'll just say I've had some experience. <laughs> so I kept on going. And my, you know, my wife, she, she's very direct. Where are you going? I don't know. I'm just hungry. I don't know. <laughs> so just sorry for my men in here. We need to be better, you know, just figuring out what we're going to do when we leave the house. Because I, I don't know. But I go down the street, Elder Creek, power in, jack-in-the-box taco place. I'm like, about to get in the park a lot. I go A or B. I'll figure it out. So I pull into the parking lot. I see a lady standing in line, standing in line at the Jack in the Box. So I'm like, oh, I'll go to the taco place. Taco place has probably about 
15, 10 cars in front of me. So I'm just impatiently waiting, impatiently waiting, impatiently waiting. But, you know, talking to my wife and the lady walks over to the taco place line. And then I look and I see her do this. I'm like, she's asking for food. One car passes her, two car passes her, three car passes her. I'm praying like, God, please, someone help this lady out. And then I look at her and I'm talking to my wife. I said, babe, I think she's Asian. Here's why I said this. And this is what hurt me was, I'm like, if she wasn't Asian with everything going on, someone probably would have stopped. I honestly felt that because of the climate that we're in today. She's being judged based on what, sadly to say, we're experiencing. She goes back to the jack-in-box, wait in line. I'm watching. She's still doing this. So I tell my wife, I can't order anything differently. So what I'll do is I'll just give her what we have. But now she's a jack-in-the-box. So I said, well, I'm going to go drive over there. So I get my food. I drive over. And I open up the bag. And I just, here. And then I realized we had a language barrier. And she wouldn't take my food. And I'm confused because I'm, I was like, you, you were just doing this. So I asked this question. Uh, are you, are you Hmong by any chance? She goes, yes. My wife's Hmong. She speaks Hmong. Guess what my wife speaks? Hmong. So I put the phone up. They start talking. She starts smiling. And then I... Minutes later, my wife gives me the phone. I said, well, babe, what am I supposed to do? Because I only understand bits and pieces. She goes, she's hungry. I don't know too much about her story, but she would like a fish sandwich, coffee, creamer, and sugar. Here's the thing. I loved her boldness because I learned in that conversation, ask. Don't think it's too big. Don't think it's too small. Ask, because if God has placed someone for you to, to, to help, God knows, ask. So here I am like, all right. So my wife said, go order fish sandwich, fries, coffee, creamer. I'm looking at the line of Jack in the Box. Like there's still about 40,000 cars in this line. And I got my food sitting here. So I went back into the Jack in the Box line. And you know, some of us have been to Jack in the Box late night. You have every party going car in front of you with like 12,000 people in it, ordering everything. I mean, even when I got to the window was, we've been there before. I'm just saying, you know, been in my first rodeo. And we, for those that go to that Jack in the Box, you'd like to tell you to go up here. Hey, can you go back behind the line, behind the bush on the left side? Because they want to retime, put the time, their time, they want to retime it. I know that one. I go there often, frequently. But... I get up there and even the guy was like, the food's fresh. And for me, I'm like, she deserves it. Like she deserves fresh, lead made, what she asked for. So I got her food and then she was still waiting right there. I pulled up and I gave it to her. And then my wife and her had another conversation. She's laugh, she smiles. And I got a thank you. I will say that thank you made my night. I was gone for about an hour. I was in the drive-thru line for about 30, 40 minutes. I didn't care. It literally made my night. And I share this story with all of you to bring you to my second point, which is accept God's children. That was the biggest moment that I received when I experienced that. And the scripture that came to mind in Romans 
chapter 15, verse 7. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. So for me, I'm like, I literally got to live out exactly what the scripture said. And church, what I'm asking all of us to do and those online is this, to love people because you do not know what they are going through. It's not for us to ask, worry about it, judge. We just don't know. And thinking about our church and what I love about our church is this place is for the sick. This place is for healing. This place is for restoration. This place is for people to be set free. This place is for people to feel change. This is a place for people to be loved. This is a place for people to be encouraged. This is a place for people to experience hope. This is for people... This is a place for people to come in one way and leave the opposite. So I'm telling you, I've been here now for quite some time. I'm one of them. I came here one way throughout time. I left out a different way. Our job is to pray over people, speak life, encourage people, speak from the heart with love, not judge people regardless of what they look like, what they talk like, language barriers, completely irrelevant. And even thinking about this, it's, you know, People should want to visit our church and not because our pastor, not because our worship team. And I'm sorry, pastor. I love your word. I do. Worship team. I thank you for singing today. I missed you. Just want to tell you that I'm honored and blessed to have you back and singing. It was a blessing to hear your voice. But what I was thinking, people should want to come to Mosaic for a few reasons. One, because we love God. That's it. Two, how we treat and love people here and outside of these walls. I'm, I'm telling you, if anybody says, well, I'm going because of pastor, that, that's cool, but come here because the way that we love God. Come here because the way that we love and serve people because that's what matters most. That's what God has asked us to do is love him, love, serve people. Give them positive words. And the kind of words that we can deposit in people, especially to those that don't look like us, that don't talk like us, that don't speak the language that we have. And here's where it gets interesting, and Pastor Jack spoke of it earlier. I don't care what your political decision is. I can care less. That's not what we're called to do. We're here to love people, especially knowing that if you come here and there's nothing you can give us in return, we're called to love you. If you come here and don't speak the language that we're, doesn't matter. Whatever president you chose to go with, I do not care. We're called to love you. We're called to minister you. We're called to help and support and provide you with positive conversations. And it's all about loving people the way that God loved us. And that's how we have to remind ourselves. Does God love you? How does he love you? How do you know he loves you? What, if, what has he done for That's the same gift. God demos, he loves us. And for that to continue working, we got to love people the same way that God loves us. Because we know when we were at our low, how God loved us. We know when we were out in the world doing worldly things, we know how God loves you. For me to even go this level further, when I was out in the streets selling drugs, God loved me still. He did. I know he did. Even though what I was doing was wrong, I knew he still loved me. I knew I still had a calling on my life. I chose to not be obedient. If God can love me through that, I can love people through what they're experiencing as well. So with loving people, 
There is something we also, I want us to be mindful of. There's something that we have to be careful of as well. And the third point that we're gonna talk about is do not be a sin enabler. I'm gonna pause there again. Do not be a sin enabler. Do not be the fault of someone else's sin and have to have that conversation. It is one thing to love and support someone, but it's another thing to love and support someone and encourage them to continue doing what they were doing. That's where it's not a gray area, it's a don't go area. And the scripture we have is 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, that you must be careful so that your freedom, but you, uh, but you must be careful so that your freedom does not cause others with a weaker conscience to stumble. So some things I've thought about in my journey, God has allowed me to go back to certain neighborhoods. He has allowed me to go back to certain areas to minister to his people. Here's the thing. God didn't say bring certain people with you because where they are might be different than me. So therefore, if I have the freedom to go back in certain areas, it's not to go back and do these old things. It's like, hey, Aaron, you're going to go back because you have to go minister to the people that used to go do those things with. Because one, they get you. Two, they understand you. You understand them. You have a relationship. And that's what people, I believe, truly want is to speak to someone that's a believer and say, you know what? You get me. Like, yeah, we, we, we used to do the same thing 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yes, I understand exactly what you're going through. Let me show you and tell you what God did in my life. So I do believe as believers, we do get freedom. Something my mom used to always say, Aaron, why are you fighting going to church? Why are you fighting? You don't know what God's going to allow you to do and take away from you. And I will say, honestly, there's a, some things that he has removed in terms of temptation, but there's a lot of things that God still places me back into where I'm like, wow, I'm in tears because I can't believe I'm sitting in the same place with the same people having a different conversation. And they're doing their thing and I'm not hating them and treating them any less than me. I'm loving them and I'm showing them that, hey, that this is what God does when you give your life to him. He removes these things. And I want the same for people that I know. And of course, I want the things same for people that I don't know. So some points to think about. If you're struggling with drinking, guess what? I'm not going to go take you to a bar for happy hour to get a burger and fries. This doesn't make sense. If I know that's your struggle, do you know how guilty I would feel, honestly? if I had to bring you home to your spouse because I decided to take you somewhere that you had no business going? Second thought I was thinking, if you're struggling with lust, I'm not going to put you in a position where you're going to struggle with that and be tempted. I can't have that. I don't want that responsibility. And then also, if you're struggling with anger, I might need to be mindful with my words, extra careful. If I know you have an anger struggle, the way that I communicate with you, I need to be a little mindful of that. Because I don't want to trigger anger, turns into rage, turns into sin. And God's like, Aaron, why are you mad at this, brother? Do you know what you said first? But God, he's mistreated. Aaron, do you know what you said sparked him to sin? Got it. It was actually my fault. I shouldn't have been blaming him. I wasn't mindful of the words that I chose to give. And even thinking about it, there are certain movies I probably shouldn't put on when you were at my house. There are certain songs I probably shouldn't play in my car if we were in the same car. Just, I have to hold myself accountable because I can't enable your sin. Because end of the day, my words need to encourage spiritual growth for you, 
for my brothers, for my sisters. If my words don't encourage spiritual growth, I'm in the wrong. I can't blame you for it. I have to, to work on myself in that area. But thinking of the power of words, there's a quick video I want to play. I don't really have to tee it up for you all. Um, please pay attention. Then you'll, you'll read pretty much what the video is about. You'll hear it. And then, um, hey, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute, we'll just say. You're a mistake. You're useless. You're not even green. You look rotten. Are you really even alive? I like you the way you are. Seeing you blossom makes me happy. You're making a difference in the world. You are beautiful. I brought them here to see the plant. I was like, a plant is getting bullied. Like, it's not normal. I think it's an excellent project to have something tangible that it can actually physically be a part of is, I think, going to be very powerful. As the weeks passed, I started noticing that the one that was being bullied uh, started kind of to droop. Well, the plant that was being complimented, it was, it was flourishing and beautiful. Power words. So when I was watching that video and thinking about my life, thinking about the lady I met Friday evening, we have all probably been that weather plant before. When people didn't choose to speak life, when people chose to say that we were nothing, people chose to say that we can never be better, when people chose to, to say that uh, we can never change. And I watched the video over and over and over again. These plants are both watered the same. They both got the same amount of sunlight. The only difference was the words. That's it. And what we just seen in that video was a withered plant that was told hurtful things. And you seen a plant that was beautiful like the two young men said because of positive words. And taking it a step further, thinking about the lady that I met Friday night, she reminded me of those withered plants. Not knowing what she was called, not knowing what people said to her. Church, I watched probably over 20 cars ignore her and treat her like she didn't exist. Like she physically wasn't there. So I don't know what she felt. I can say I understand, but I don't know what she truly felt in that specific moment to sit there and just do this. And people don't look, people don't talk, people don't say hi, people don't say hello. People are acting as if she doesn't exist, as if she doesn't have a place, as if she is not there. And that hurts to watch and to think about how many others out there experience that. And something else we have to think of spiritual warfare is real. I do not know what words that she was silently being whispered from the enemy sitting on a corner like this, doing this. I can only imagine what the enemy was trying to do at that time because I feel she was at her low. 
might have been the weakest point that she has experienced in her life. I, I don't know her journey. I don't know her story. Because what I've seen that night was God's daughter hurt, needing help. And something I want to share On the way home, I asked my wife, what did she say? So she told me everything she said, and she wanted to make sure that she knew that I knew that she was thankful. And I knew her face said thank you. Like, I even have to get to thank you. Her face said thank you. And I asked my wife, you know, what else did she say? She goes, well, she goes, I hope one day, you being my wife, I get to meet you one day so I can tell you thank you face to face. And I said, you know, babe, what else did she say? And this is, she goes, we were the only friends that fed her tonight. Friends, the only friends that fed her tonight. And I'm super thankful that I obeyed, took the long route home. I'm super thankful I didn't get frustrated in the line. And the thing I was thinking of, to us, she was a stranger. To her, we were her friends. The only friends that stopped and fed her and gave her exactly what she asked for. We didn't say, but. We didn't say, I, I, I don't. Because uh, God doesn't do that with us. We don't pray to God and say, God, I want this. And he says, well, I'm just going to give you this. He doesn't do that with us. So this lady literally taught me a lot that night. So much in fact, the challenge I want to give you all is based off of our conversation that I had with her, which is to just love people through it. They need it. They truly, truly need it. And you might be wondering, you know, Aaron, how do, how do we do it? What does it look like? Speak to the one that others do not talk to. Go out of your way. Your job is important, I understand. Your family's important, I understand. You getting to where you have to go, I understand. But if God taps you in the heart, just stop what you're doing. Pray with them and pray for them. And that's, I super encourage you, again, it's one thing to talk to the masses, but it's another thing when you weed through everyone and you go to the person that doesn't look like you and you go to the person that doesn't speak like you. You go to the person that may not be clothed like you. You go to the person that's sitting by their self you go to that one person you speak to them even if they're I mean here's what's funny I'm a jack-in-the-box almost 10 o'clock at night a black guy with a Hmong wife that speaks Hmong with the lady who needs help that speaks Hmong that's not an accident church think about what would have happened if I said I'm just gonna wait in line at Wendy's or I don't want to go get anything to eat or if I'm just gonna go to McDonald's or God you know what I gotta get home because it's late and I'm tired I would have missed out. I truly believe you guys would have missed out. It wasn't about me experiencing something. It was God lining up on what he wanted me to share and preach about this morning. It's much deeper than what the situation is firsthand for face for face value. And I even tell you, church, my wife told her, you know, I hope you go home, take care of yourself. I drove back yesterday looking for her. I wanted to make sure she was okay because I prayed for her all night that she was safe, that she was protected. God, I don't know her story, but she's your daughter. I didn't see her out there when I went back the next day. 
And if someone was to ask me, Aaron, do you think she's, she's taken care of? God answers prayer. He's a miracle worker. You guys sang the song earlier. He is a miracle worker. She's fine. I don't have to physically see to get confirmation. I have to trust God to get confirmation. She's fine. And I truly believe that one experience is going to be that milestone that's going to continue to grow into what God's going to continue to do in this lady's life. And I'm excited to one day, I pray in my time to see what it looks like. But even if it's outside of my time, God's going to do something great in her life. And God, we're going to bow. And Lord, I just thank you for this word, Lord. I ask that you hear our hearts, Lord. If anyone in this church or online needs a relationship with you, Heavenly Father, I ask that you minister to their hearts, Lord. They say, they say yes and I do to you, Lord. If anyone in this church online is wanting to know what you're asking for, what you're asking of them, Lord, that they just raise a silent hand to you, dear Father, Lord. For anyone online in this church, Heavenly Father, that is asking to be saved, Heavenly Father, that you speak to them, Lord, that they speak to you, that they ask, say, God, I want you, Lord. We pray that no one leaves this church without feeling your love, Lord. And we just thank you in silence, Lord. We thank you, Lord. I hope you all enjoyed the message. The Bible says words do have power. Please hit like or subscribe. Share the video that you just watched. Also, if you're new, text new to the number that you see. I hope you all have a blessed day.